As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I'd like to take a second to talk about Armchair and Pit Panther Rants' title sponsor, BetOnline.ag. With NASCAR, UFC, and golf back, BetOnline has hundreds of games and events to bet on. Make sure to sign up before the NBA and MLB come back later this summer. Well, actually, if MLB ever comes back. But you know what? The NHL is coming back. Not sure about ML, much about Major League Baseball, but NHL is. And soccer's coming back, MLS. But anyways, Bellon has live and simulated sports as well as a $10,000 man bracket challenge you can enter for free. Visit bellon.ag on your computer or mobile device and check out the action. Bellon is your wagering solution. All right, guys, welcome to another Pit Panther Rants, another Sports Rants podcast. Lot Harris here, brought to you by Armchair Mia. Hashtag take a seat. Happy Thursday to you guys. You know, I recorded a podcast on Monday, but I just wasn't happy with it. It just, uh, being on call just bogged you down, and really, I bounced around a few few things, and, you know, I spent more time talking about the protests and everything else than than Pitt, and, I mean, if you want to look, you know, read about, you know, you can go anywhere for protest talk. I mean, it's on Twitter. It's all over Twitter, Facebook, the news. And it's just like, why come? Why bother coming here for you know for more of it? But last week, it um, in terms of pit, I mean, it looked like we we're about to have a bad week because earlier in, earlier in the week. Uh, Elias Reynolds, the former former Pitt linebacker, you know, revealed his experience at Pitt, and I guess uh, Penarduzzi said some words, referred to some you know teams as thugs, and talked about you know their hairstyles or how they're wearing their hats. All in all, it was pretty bad. Hey, here's a plane flying over. Sounds like it. And it's just, um, yeah, I'm out in the garage doing this. So you're going to hear planes and whatnot. And it was, you know, obviously a really, really bad look. And, you know, on top of that, Narduz was very silent. I mean, he did put out a Martin Luther King Jr. quote, but after what, you know, you know after what Elias Reynolds and some other players, you know, Darian Street mentioned the similar things. Uh, Quadri Henderson... Didn't really say some things, but did 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 in uh, in an emoji style. He did it, I guess, echoing the statements of these players. So, yeah, it was not a good thing, and his silence wasn't uh, helpful either. But then the day, he's a football coach, and I think he had. I mean, he obviously knows what happened to George Floyd was a horrible thing. But I think we've all seen it. We all know it was a horrible thing. 
But I think he had to put a statement out, and it was, I guess he had a hard time articulating it. And you don't want to put a statement out just to put one out. Because we've seen some franchises, some coaches do this, and the statement just, the delivery of the statement is just horrible. I mean, they. I mean, it wasn't really executed, and it, it, you end up doing damage control for it. I mean, look what happened to Drew Brees. I mean, well, his. I mean, he went on. He went on and talked about you know the whole. You know he he's gonna you know put his hand over his heart and. You know, sing an anthem. He says he doesn't like anything that disrespects the flag. And you know he just. Excuse me, I'm drinking my coffee. And I guess he kept trying to explain himself and it just, well, it was badly done. And eventually he had to have a conversation with his teammates, and, which I give Drew credit for. He went and talked to his t- players because obviously he's going to be playing next season with them, you know, if things hold up, you know, as of right now they are holding up. He's got to throw passes to them. They got to catch his passes. He's got to lead them in the huddle, and he's going to be in the locker room with them, and not to mention the offensive lineman has to block for him. But um, they, had a, they had a conversation, and things obviously are a lot better now for, uh, for Drew, and good for him. And the Saints are moving on. And for, for Pitt, I mean... You know, Pat obviously did meet with his players, and of course, Elias Reynolds mentioned, "Oh, he only did it for for two minutes. It was stupid." But then, you know, Pat obviously and the coaches they obviously got together and had more discussions, and Pat did release another statement about you know what happened, and, and on top of that, Pitt landed to close out the week. Pitt landed two um, two verbal commits. So, if you all have followed the, this program so far, it seems that the players do gen, generally like Pat Narduzzi. And so, I think, you know, we weren't really in, in a, world of, a world of shit than other programs are. Like Iowa. Iowa is in a bigger world of shit because what happened with them has been going on for a lot longer. And, uh, you know, I've... I like to see, I mean, Kirk Fritz obviously seems like a nice guy, and obviously his players were vocal about, you know, the strength and condition coach who was a complete asshole to them, and he um, silenced them, you know, he shot them down, and, well, it's now blowing up on his face, in his face now, I mean, the, the strength and condition coach is on administrative leave, and I'm not sure, um, I don't know if Kirk Ferentz is going to... I mean, I'm sure he'll coach this year, but I'm not sure how long his, how long he's going to have after this. If this is going to be his last year or, or whatnot. I mean, supposedly he's met with his former players and current players, and I guess he wants... He's, you know, supposedly they're okay with him leading this program from here on out and to fix things, but... I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure what his future holds. I mean... 
I mean, I just saw a girl on, on, I guess she played basketball for Liberty, and she put a video out saying that she was transferring because of all the stuff that's been happening at Liberty. You know, that just doesn't meet her moral compass, and, you know, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a whole lot to read about. So currently, as things stand, Pittsburgh recruiting class for 2021 for football is 23rd, according to Panther 24-7, and the ACC rank is 5th, which isn't bad. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, they're ranked 23 right now, but they're 5th in the ACC overall. It's, it goes to show you that um, possibly some big things are happening for the ACC. I mean, we had, the league had a down year, and of course, because they had a down year, and as far as the, you know, Comp, you know, as far as competing in the draft, because they've been doing really good in the draft. I mean, they've had their share of players, but this year the Big Ten outdrew them, and of course, now everybody thinks that the um, things are falling apart in the ACC. But you'll have that. People love the pound and chest about bull, bull things and whatnot, and then, then of course, it's not important when you know it doesn't fit their narrative. So Pitt landed a verbal commit with, with Stefan Hall. He's listed as a safety from Central Valley, Manaka, PA, a three-star player. And the other guy they landed was Khalil Anderson from Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Currently he has no ranking, but he's an athlete, 5'11", 175. Supposedly he's going to play defense. But if we're looking at the overall you know, thing here with the class. Pitt currently has four players from Virginia, three from Pennsylvania, two Florida, two Georgia, two Michigan, one Maryland, one Ohio, one Texas. That's one hell of a recruiting blueprint right there. I mean, for one thing, you're getting, you got eight kids from the South. Well, actually, no, nine kids from the South. And then, well, actually 10, because if you if you count Maryland as a southern state, because technically they are. But then, you know, in the Midwest, you got Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Michigan. I mean, that's one hell of a freaking, you know, one hell of a map there. That's one thing I miss about NCAA football, playing the game. Is one thing I ever loved about was the recruiting part of it, was, was when um, you would go on the map part of it. And it would show all the places where you are, where you're, where you're really good in, where you have commits from. And I just, you know, for me, I, I love filling the hell of that play, that map. You know, I was, I mean, because after a while you get really good, and you'll start landing all the good kids from California, Texas, and and Florida. I mean, there's there'll be some good PA kids, but um, not as many. It was crazy, and what's funny is the PA kid, the Pennsylvania kids I didn't want, I knew they were like three or four star players. If I didn't need them, I would recruit them anyway, just to, just to troll the hell out of the uh, my, my rivals. But looking at Pitts uh, positional wise, I mean they got four offensive linemen, one linebacker, three defensive back, three set of special teams. And I'm sure that's going to change, but. So far, it's, I mean, it's shaping up to be one hell of a class. I mean, what seemed to be seemed kind of bleak early for, you know, for pit football. And in the, in the weekend, on a great note, 
and I think the teams, you know, the teams gonna come together and they're gonna grow from this, and that's that's awesome. That's what you want. And I see that Ian Schroost is, um, you know, he's been in the headlines now. I mean, some of the stuff is disappointing. Obviously, he didn't have support from the admin like we thought we did. They're worried about, you know, the donations. I mean, there were some tweets I saw from Pitt fans that they were threatening to pull our Panther Club donations over uh, over a walk-on kicker kneeling. Yeah, explain that to me. But obviously he was, you know, he felt it was silenced. And they tried to silence him. On top of that, he had... Some of his teammates treat him like crap. I mean, they were dumping Gatorade on his on his clothes when he wasn't around, and obviously some coaches refused to make eye contact with him. I mean, that's that stuff is hearing that stuff is very disappointing. I mean, I thought he had. I mean, I'm disappointed because I, I listened to my little podcast when I talked about Ian, and I thought he had su- the support he did, and he didn't. For me. I didn't like the story because I felt that they would, with all the negative comments and how the media is, is here, they would use the negative comments against our program from, from tweeters. I mean, I had no issue with what Ian did. It was going to stop my support for, you know, you know, for, whole, for the whole pit football program and whatnot. I mean, I just, you know, for me, I thought I was wondering what Ian would, was going with this? Was he was he taking? Was he just doing it to be cool? You know, doing it for the gram, or was he actually you know making a statement? And obviously, he if you've seen the guy now, obviously he wasn't bullshitting with this with what he was doing. So, you know, kudos to him, and I wish him the best of luck of what you know what he, you know where he's going with this. All right, now for some other stuff. Speaking of local media, um, the Post-Gazette obviously is in some hot water. I mean, you've all seen that. I mean, obviously they pulled two reporters off the protest coverage, and now Giant Eagles refusing to, co- to cover them. Well, not cover them, but, you know, do business with them because of what's been going on. Now, Giant Eagle, I will say, is um, Unless you have the advantage card, you're still you're fucked as far as buying groceries. Although their stuff has always been overpriced to me. And that's another that's another issue in itself. But they obviously have a monopoly on the uh, the grocery store game. I mean, there's there's Aldi's. You can get stuff from Aldi's. You know, I know here in Houston, if I want to get stuff for uh, if I want to get some car you know some carne asada and stuff like that, they usually have good deal you know good deals on that stuff to make you know to make street tacos. And speaking of that, you know what? Yesterday, last night I had a barbecue bacon water burger, and it was like basically two patties, cheese, bacon, barbecue sauce, and the pickles and onions, and the onions were raw. Which is what which is what you want with a uh, with a barbecue sandwich. The barbecue sandwich has to have the pickles and the onions on it. Like if you're getting like a chopped beef sandwich, gotta have the barbecue sauce, the pickles, onions. It's phenomenal. I mean, it tasted just like it, and it was freaking great. I think you know 
the thing I hate about Whataburger is it's very inconsistent. Sometimes you get a good burger, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you get you know two patties that have been probably sitting for so long and it's not really fresh. That's why I like In-N-Out Burger because in out at least you're getting a fresh burger no matter what. But getting back to the whole Post-Gazette thing, um, for me, the writing was on the wall for the Post-Gazette long ago when they, back in 2003, they voted for Jason Whatever, Larry Fitzgerald for the Heisman. I mean, they, their, their columnists and whatnot were so hard-bent on calling Pitt out on their, on their fan support and supporting the team. But yet here we are with them. Um, here we are with them voting um, Jason White over Larry Fitzgerald. So we all knew the writing was on the wall when they um, they did this. It should be surprising, and you feel bad for the writers because they there's some good people that work there, and you know the money's the thing, and let's hope that they can, uh, you know. Work that out. Anyways, guys, I'm going to end here. Uh, Hell to Pit. And we'll talk more pretty soon. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.